Welcome back to Single Minded, where we are flipping the script on being single. I'm your host, Hannah First. And I'm your co-host, Linda. And today (laughs) we are doing a solo episode, which is a bit fun because mum just turned 60 and I turned 32, which is not as big of a milestone, but we thought what we would do is mum would share everything that she wished that she knew and everything that she's learnt turning 60 and then I'm also going to share the things that I wish I knew when I was 20. I have a feeling that mine will be much more deep and meaningful and On a much deeper level. And I feel that yours will be very surface level, but anyway, when you get to 60, you don't hopefully have too many regrets. Mm, I don't have regrets. I just have things that I wish that I had known that I know now. Mm. All right. So I thought we would start off, Mum, by doing a bit of a recap of your 60th birthday because oh, my I goodness. have never seen you so emotional ever. So for my birthday, well, I organized the family dinner myself. So I was feeling like, okay, as usual, I am the administrator. (laughs) And the only sort of help was I got a friend who's a chef to cook the food. But still, I set the table three days Mm. in advance, as usual, bought the food, the wine, the flowers, the bed was made, cushions plumped, courtyard was (laughs) vacuumed, the candles were lit. Spotify All Out 70s playlist was lined up. Everything was clean and tidy and I wasn't complaining, but I was so blown away by the surprise of you girls walking in with a gold 60 giant balloon, my beautiful gold mama bracelet. Mama sobbed (laughs) though. I've never seen her, like she might get something like a nice piece of jewellery or something from Dad. I've never seen her sob before. She opened it up and just went, Ugh! I was feeling, feeling very emotional. And then Rob came in with a, with his Kanye West gesture of the largest floral arrangement he could carry. It was the same size as him. Yeah. And, yes, I cried, I screamed, I laughed. I cried again when Rob gave a speech. Oh, it was God. a very Stopping. emotional night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> to give you context, Mum is not emotional. She doesn't cry. She I'm doesn't barren. really sat yet. Emotionally barren is a good way to describe <laughs> you. Um, I mean, we know she loves us, but she never says it. Like that's, <laughs> that's a good way to describe you. I hope I said it on that night. I've never seen you. Maybe COVID has changed you. I no, don't know no, what's I, happened. I guess I, I had no expectations except that I'd organised it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty surprised and Aww. thrilled. And you looked amazing, I just want to say. All sparkly. And I you. think you are a really good example of someone that there is no age and there's 60 doesn't stop you from wearing blue eyeliner or, you know, a full sequin outfit. Like you just don't care. And I think no. you pull it off. Thank you, Hannah. I had someone message me just before um, I did a question box on Instagram. <laughs> so I thought I'd share this with you now. And they said, can you please ask Linda what her secret is for looking 30? That's younger well, than me. Like that's 30 is younger than me. I may look a bit younger than 60, but, yes, all sorts of uh Help. I'm very, very excited to try tonight my silicon chest pads that I bought from um, 
the wonderful Adore Beauty. So I will I will share that to see how they work. That's meant to remove all the um, crinkles from your chest when you sleep. I don't mm. think you have any crinkles, but okay. <sighs> so, Mum, I had said to you, you're turning 60. I want to know what you wish you knew because I'm in my 30s, what you wish you knew at 30, 40, 50 so that I have some context. And I didn't really think through the fact that you just – you're not really very spiritual. You're not very, <laughs> you know, searching for meaning like I am. So I'm not really sure how much I can take away from this interview, but let's see how we go. <laughs> I have some things that I wish I knew. You go first. So the first one I had, this is what I wish I knew when I was 20. So the first one was your academic achievements just won't matter in a few years. Mm. So those achievements will not be the pinnacle of your life. They might actually. They were the pinnacle of mine. <laughs> I cried. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> but those achievements haven't really met. Like the, the me not sleeping and getting appendicitis from eating too much mac and cheese probably wasn't necessary. Do you think that's what caused the appendicitis, all the stress and the yes. mac and cheese yes. and the pressure? Oh absolutely, absolutely. You're Sorry fine. about that. I blame you entirely. All right, what's, what's the first one on your list? Uh, so the first thing on my list that I wished I'd started earlier is that we've sort of got into bike riding and – hiking, mm. although I hate the word hiking, but anyway, I have done quite a few hills and even sort of Pilates <laughs> recently and yes. I certainly wish that I'd started it earlier, but my excuse is that in my 30s we were just so busy juggling work and you three children, Yeah, so there wasn't really a lot of me time. Aww. And also the same can be said of going vegetarian. I left that until my late 50s and I really think it's good for me and I just yep. wonder why I left it so late but anyway mm, yeah that's a really good one I think it's weird now that you're such a hiker and I know you don't like to she said to me on the weekend I said oh can we go for a hike she's like we can only go on it if you don't call it a hike <laughs> don't call like, it a hike even if there are hills yeah, yeah not that word a walk in nature I know and I've done lots of them yeah more than me I've even done them with a backpack yeah Rob and I'll head off for a week and just stay along the way and we've got two changes of clothes. So, yeah. yeah, that's late in life. You became more outdoorsy late in life. Correct. So the next one on my list is, like, I wish I was more in tune with what I wanted, what I wanted, um, not what you wanted. So I wish <laughs> I I wish I had explored a creative career earlier. And not everyone wants a creative career, but I knew there was something creative inside me. I just never explored it. Even I when was, you were sitting at a finance desk. Yeah, I was too scared of what people would think mm. of me. Back to an earlier episode that the tarot reader said, I was too scared of people thinking that was a stupid career and that I wouldn't make enough money. So I studied finance, went into a grad role in management consulting, and I, you know, didn't explore anything creative until the last few years. But just heading back to those days, was there even content creation in the same yeah. way that there is now? Well, magazines had journalists and it was different, but there yeah. was still content. I wish I'd, you know, I was thinking like I could have doing script writing or in a writer's So do you feel those those early years working was wasted? Wasted. Oh. Absolutely. I, no, because okay. I've learned a lot, but I I really wish I had 
like English was my number one subject at school mm. and I used to write creative stuff and but I never explored it because I thought it was I just didn't I thought it was all about making money and finance was the way to make money mm. and look I do have you to blame for that Linda <laughs> but anyway can't blame our parents for everything <laughs> no, no I'm not blaming <laughs> so I didn't realize that I'd still be working at 60 <laughs> and that I would still be waiting for grandchildren in brackets hopefully not too much longer Yep. But I have to say physically I feel pretty good except that no one told me that I would be on hormone replacement therapy oh. for five years. Not everyone has to go on that, but I did because of terrible hot flushes. And, of course, now I've had to stop and I thought why did, I wait, was told. Why did you have – you were told by the doctor you had to stop? Do, two doctors actually said, yep. no, five years is enough. Mm. And I, I don't like taking tablets, so that's fine. But anyway, I, and then I was told that the hot <laughs> flushes would have passed by 60. Well, as you know, Hannah, I am still dying from hot <laughs> flushes. We went out for dinner the other night. We'd already ordered. She's like – I've got to go get a menu. She went to get a menu because she forgot her menopause fan. So she's sitting at the table. She's like, oh, my God, I can't. I, I said, but doesn't it just feel like you're in Thailand? And oh, you were like, no, I said, it's I the said, worst. I said, can't you just pretend that you're in a really hot, humid destination? But you said, <laughs> how did you describe it? It's just it's heat that comes from your feet and it goes up to the top of your head where you feel like your head's going to blow off and you've just oh. got drips running down your back. Oh. I can't describe to you young people how oh, how gosh. shocking. So that actually is the only unpleasant aspect of my LRN. Okay. <laughs> What's LRN? <laughs> Thank you. Life right now. <laughs> I'm going to become the queen of um, abbreviations. Wow, I love that. Elena, <laughs> we're going to start using that life. Wait, LRN. LRN. You almost need to write them down. Yep. Yeah. So that's mine. Okay, so next on mine, look, my family are not spiritual at all. Maybe Ruby is a little bit, but really dad, mum, Alice, not spiritual no. at all. And so I didn't really have any spiritual role models, but I love <sighs> – spirituality and um, I just wanted to tell you that in spirituality yeah but in spiritualities the questions that we ask are where do I personally find meaning connection and value so I really wish that I had considered those deeper more spiritual questions earlier in my life you know when I was working out what degree I was going to do what my career was what kind of relationships that I wanted what kind of friendships that Mm. I wanted because meaning to me is more important than making money and I think all my value of working hard yeah I think finding meaning and purpose is much more important to me so all of that's connected to kind of spirituality and higher self and so I wish that I discovered that stuff earlier because I love I love all that stuff and I know Linda god we're a bit barren aren't we you poo poo the woo woo but I personally, yeah, I wish I'd I'd found that a little bit earlier. But look, I'm still young, so Mum. Sorry about that. Do you think you, maybe you'll have a spiritual awakening at mm. awakening at when seventy mm. five? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's on your next on your list? So. When I was younger, your age and even mm-hmm. older, I did not think too hard about ageing or longevity because you kind of think it's there forever. Mm. And now I'm 60 and I am having so much fun and Aww. I just want to stick around until Aww. 
I'm at least 100, so long as all you kids are alive and kicking. Otherwise, yep. maybe not so much. Aww. So my great aunt made it to 92. My great-grandmother was 96. So there are some good genes, but there's also yeah. some not so good genes. And yep. someone actually recently told me that if you're not on medication at 60, you mm. have a good chance of a long life. And mm. so I only take a few vitamins at this stage. So fingers crossed. So that's not something you wish you knew i wish i'd started on the health health kick, kick earlier early yeah, so you wish you, you wish health was like a priority earlier priority which it just it just wasn't when i was younger because oh, you're just not thinking so about nice it that that you're having fun oh my god i never oh. want to leave oh <laughs> don't let's not think about it this gives no, me anxiety let's not. just think you oh, know what i'm oh. like Death anxiety. Um, yeah, my death anxiety. Let's we'll talk about that another. I want to do an episode on that about mortality. Anyway, next is I wish I didn't compare myself to others. And mm. like this is something I have been diving really deep into lately because if I'm not happy with what I'm currently doing, why do I continue to do it? I think it's because it's a fear of failure in the eyes of others. Mm-hmm. But failure to me is not living the life that I wanted. Failure is living the life that you wanted for me, which I haven't really, I haven't really realized that until now. Because to me, failure was that my peers would think I wasn't doing what I should be doing. But actually, I think failure is actually doing things that you didn't actually want to do. Gosh, I'll have to think what? about that. <laughs> Now, a really good resource because I'm actually reading this at the moment, it's called Status Anxiety. I've, I'm actually like a third of the way through by Alain de Botton. Um, he's a sort of modern-day philosopher. And the book is about, you know, this is the little spiel about the book. This is a book about an almost universal anxiety that rarely gets mentioned, an anxiety about what others think of us, about whether we're judged, a success or a failure, a winner or a loser. And so I'm reading the book at the moment to try to understand the origins of this kind of status. It's called, he calls it status anxiety, Mm. like to try to not compare my life to others' lives because the next one on my list is connected to this. I just feel when you're older, there's probably less of that because you kind of just accept everyone's journey and the way they want to live their life and you don't. I, I just think you you perhaps don't judge so much when you're older. Maybe you're more spiritual than you think, Linda, oh, because that's quite maybe. a spiritual thing to say. I mean, I like the spice of everybody. I don't want everyone to be the same. I like everyone being different. I like kooky and not kooky. I like everything. Oh, Linda, love that. Do you think that when you were younger that you compared yourself to others? Probably, yes, yes. if I can think back that long ago. But, yeah, I yeah. think that sort of... That passes as you get older. Mm. So my next one, (laughs) you might want to cut it out, but anyway, here it goes. So I am going to admit to a breast lift in my mid-30s, but I wish that I'd known that by menopause that my gorgeous new size C lifted boobs would grow to a size E and I should have taken my surgeon's (laughs) advice and reduced the size, not just remove the sagging skin. (laughs) I am regretting this now, let me tell you, because they just add to my hot flushes. Oh, I know. I see it. You, you, you look so. You look. You, you just look. <laughs> your your breasts just 
spill out and and you've got sweat (laughs) dripping down your chest and your face and I can tell that the big boobs don't help. Does not It's like they're suffocating you sometimes. Mm. That's how it looks. That's a silly regret but a regret. (laughs) So my next one was related to the comparing of yourself. And mum, you just said this, there's more than one path in life. I was under the impression for my entire 20s, I thought you got a good job, you got promoted. I thought everyone wanted to be a CEO. You got married, you tried to juggle babies with being a CEO, you bought a house and then you Mm. retired and then you kind of lived your life. Well, that's probably what happened to me. Yeah. I really did think that that was the way that Mm. you lived. Mum, you did do that. But anyway, (laughs) now I'm just like, why did I waste my time striving for that when really I wish that before I made any decisions about the path that I wanted to take, I had done that values exercise. I think people should do that values exercise before they even make any decisions about their life. And But hey, you don't you don't have to get it right from the beginning. I mean, you're allowed to change direction. I know. You know, you haven't wasted it's all life experience. I'm not saying that it's wasted. I think all this stuff is part of life that you learn these things. I'm Correct. just telling other people mm. that maybe haven't, you know, done that yet that I think the values exercise was really useful for me. I only did that this year. I have those pinned up in my house and I read them every day. And any- Is that something you came up with or you found it somewhere? No, it's it was in our first episode, Linda. Don't you remember? No, no, no. I know. But did you make oh. up the exercise or did you find no, it? No, no, no. I found the exercise. So basically I had to think about the happiest times in my life, the times when I felt the most fulfilled. So you go through this whole exercise, you write those times down and then you from there go through this values exercise. I'm not regretful. I'm just glad that I did the values exercise because now my life decisions are based on those values and I then feel really confident when I make big life decisions now. And I also now make decisions that you would never make and that you might be like, what the fuck, Anna? Like, I'm okay with it now. But I'm okay with it now. You see, I know I've grown you are. And I'm very okay with all of your new decisions. <laughs> I know. But maybe that's because you understand me better now. Maybe. Maybe because I've shared with you what my values are. You actually are like, you understand me more. <laughs> maybe this potty has brought us <laughs> to a complete understanding. <laughs> <laughs> God, you have to make a joke of everything, don't you? Anyway, yeah, I think the main lesson for me in the last year probably was that that there's more than one path in life and your path may not be the path of your parents and that's okay. That is okay. Okay, next on yours. Next. So you would know this, but in the early years, I filled up our house with a lot of stuff Mm. that I didn't really need. I had... Mm. Thinking back on it, so many towels, sheets, vases, <laughs> plates, glasses. I'd collected oh, oh knickknacks from various overseas <laughs> trips. And then eventually as you get older and your kids go, sort of, yeah. you have to downsize. And, you know, I'm a crazy recycler and I'm a waste yeah. hater. So yeah. I've now tried to adopt a more minimalist lifestyle. Same. But this should have started a very long time ago. And so my stuff collection has dwindled, leaving my house and my mind clear and free and I recommend starting on that early. Yeah, I agree too because I'm Mm. going through the same thing at the moment and I'm glad that I'm starting it early. Ruby and I are obsessed with buying less and I totally agree. I've been listening to the Minimalist podcast 
like round the clock. And that's a really good mm. recommendation for anyone starting on the journey. When we packed up our family house after oh 25 God, years, terrible. I mean, seriously, that's terrible. All the excess of everything, we I think we had a hard rubbish day and I just left most of it outside and it all got taken and recycled. Oh, so I was happy. But why, why even go there? So next on my list was I wish I appreciated like how good I actually did look and do look. I used to look at myself in the mirror and say like I was fat all the time. Mm. I don't even know why I said that to myself because like I don't think I'm that and it just, I don't know, I think it was, I don't know why we do it. I know other people do it as well because I've spoken to other women. I still do it. Exactly. And it's a negative self-talk. It's like a habit that you get into that you always say these things to yourselves. Anyway, in Thailand, of course, I discovered this book by Louise Hay. J-Lo is a big fan of Louise Hay, just FYI. I discovered this book by Louise Hay. I think it's called How to Heal Your Life. Sorry, it's called You Can Heal Your Life. Mm. And it's about self-love. And it's also about like changing the dialogue that you say to yourself. You're reading that or you you have? I, I read it years ago and I, fa- I oh, discovered okay. it in Thailand. Right. So I did a lot of fad dieting back then and a lot of like, you know, that book really helped me. I also was under the impression that the only reason guys would want to date me was because I looked a certain way, very obsessed with the way I looked, how much I weighed. And it's weird because now I just feel the best when I have no makeup on, my hair's natural, I'm in really cash clothes. Like That's when I feel the best now. I think my most uncomfortable feeling was walking into a nightclub in like a tight, short dress and heaps of makeup. Like that is when I feel the least comfortable. Mm. Which brings me to the main bit, the main piece of advice that I would tell my 20-year-old self, men's attention is not a shortcut to self-esteem. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought that you would go out all dressed up and looking sexy and you'd get all this attention and all of a sudden you'd have high self-esteem. That's what Mm. I thought when I was 20 and that's not true at all as I've discovered. No. So I also, I thought a romantic partner was like the completion of life. Once you meet your soulmate, like I just bought into fairy tale stuff and I thought that was like your first pinnacle of life was the academic achievement and the second was meeting your soulmate. Now, I don't think any romantic partner can make you fulfilled or happy or provide you with your purpose. I think you've got to be your own soulmate first. I don't know if you agree with that, Linda, but anyway. Oh, it's a bit too hard for me to get my head around that. <laughs> well, you've had I've been had, with you've been with someone for too long now to even understand it. I've been with someone for too long. Exactly. I don't I do not understand. No, that's not true. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I wish I did have an answer. What can I say? No comment. You can have no comment. I'm just happy if you're happy. Okay. Man, woman or alone, don't yep. care. Well, no, I, if you think that a romantic partner is the path to fulfilment and purpose, then of course you're not going to be happy alone. So if you want to be happy alone, that has to be out. Like I can't think that that's my path to happiness because then I'll never be happy. No, but you're also not close to it. So what will be will be. Is that right? I personally think you should have your own independent thought and life and 
and interests and hobbies. And I think someone can just add to that. I don't think they complete it. They can add to it. That said, without dad, I probably wouldn't be on the bike and hiking. You might have discovered those things all on your own. You never Ooh, know. Lazy Linda. I don't think so. <laughs> and what's your final one? So turning 60 and with longevity now mm. top of mind, my next <laughs> book purchase is going to be Younger Next Year for Women. Live strong, fit, sexy and smart until you're 80 <gasps> and beyond. So if I'm lucky and have another 40 years, I have a lot to do, but I'm not Aww. in any hurry. And did you, like my final question was, did you <laughs> think you would be doing a podcast at 60? Like you'd started a podcast just before turning 60. Did you ever think that could happen? No way. And you know what? I always hated hearing the sound of my own voice. So I've I had know. to get used to that. I had three final just these are probably more on the lines of the healthy side of things. Let me know what you think of these. So I said, if you hate the gym, exercise outdoors. Yep. Wear sunscreen and stay out of the fucking sun. Oh, God, that's something I should have said, that you've introduced yep. me to 50 plus on my face. That's yeah. a bloody new thing as well. Yeah. And then finally, floss every day. Oh, we I, both. No, no, I have <laughs> always flossed. Oh! Okay. But I do it in the shower. It's a lot easier. Yeah, no, I have started doing that. Mm. Anyway. Good to chat, Hannah. I know. I loved this solo (laughs) episode. I feel that every time we do this, we learn more about each other and it- And you weren't too woo-woo. Oh, really? I thought I was pretty woo-woo. No. No. (laughs) Well, you were last night on that crazy show in Costa Rica, but no. Oh, yeah. So I sent- Maybe I'll actually link it in the episode notes. Yep. I showed mum and dad this video of the commune in Costa Rica and I said, that's where I'm going. And they're just like, yeah, okay. Oh, you, no. But dad said, dad did actually say, he's like, I think you'd really like it there. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you've changed, man. You've changed. You can come visit us in the hotel nearby. Yeah, okay. We can only, you can only get there by boat, so I'd have <laughs> oh. to boat back. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. See you next week. See you next week. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.